Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. Flying Monkeys Wargaming Podcast, where wargaming was easy, it'd be your mom. You may know Spam here. This week we talk about a lot. Got a double feature for you guys. The first half is uh, Scott, Sean, and Ben. And we talk about the data slate, balance, game state, dealing with a bad game state. Uh, pretty good episode. We get we get quite a long uh, talk into it. And then the second half is uh, Motor City GT. Uh, Pete comes and talks to us about the event, uh, history of the event, how he got into it, uh, how he got into Warhammer. And a pretty good episode. There are tickets for Motor City still available if you're looking. And uh, a couple other events we talk about at the end of the episode. So enjoy the double feature, guys. And I uh, hope you guys are having a good week. And here's crossing our fingers that the data slate shows up today. So talk to you guys soon. What were we saying? What's your, when's your next event? This weekend, I'm doing RTT. There's Dilly. What's up, ho? And this dirty bag. <laughs> oh, I was, I, I was thinking about changing it for this, this one, but seeing if I could, you know, make another sexy photo of some kind. Sure, whatever, whatever. All right, like I'm going live on the Facebook page if you guys are ready. All right. Yes, Brian does have a sweet shirt. Buckies. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's the greatest convenience store ever. My kid works at Quick Trip, and I walk in there with this Bucky shirt on, and she says bad words to me. So. Oh, we lose Sean. Man, that was quick. He's like, nah, I'm fucking done. He's like, I'm out. Fuck this. Uh, fuck that. <laughs> we'll give him a second to get back in. We'll get this fired up. All right. All right, we're, we should be live on the Book of Face. We've got a beer. A beer. One beer. See, Dilly, where the hell did Dilly go? Lost came in the show, probably. Just came in to show off his top, topless picture. And <laughs> like, nah, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> oh, so what, uh, what, are, what are you running this weekend? Uh, you tell me. <laughs> like... <laughs> Dude, I, I know. Uh, hey, Charles, what's happening, man? Charles tuned in. Tibidar Lucas, what's up, buddy? What's going on? So I got, uh, you know, I've got the Gene Steeler cult down pretty well. Yeah. And uh, they're doing the new Tyranid book. So the list I had with Hive Guard in them are kind of dead. And uh, I played a list with the uh, Mana Corps. And yeah. uh, it's, not, it's not horrible. But GSC, dude, just when you get a lot of indirect fire, like when you run into Sal, just get wiped. You know, yeah, it's and, pretty miserable. It's pretty miserable when you got a bunch of T three bodies. Yeah, and and well, they're T four, but still, it's like that was my game five, and and whenever uh, at free stage GT was just they all got waxed off. It was like, what the fuck, man? I was like, this is no fun, dude. Like, you didn't need line of sight. Like, you just need to move your models forward, and you didn't care where I was. Didn't need like, the range. That's all. Yeah, so I want to play GSC because I like the army. I like the stuff it can do. 
but with all the fucking neckbeards that just love their towel Gundams, you know, like it's just for now, it's probably needs to stay on the shelf. So, yeah, but well, if we I mean, for, speak, an R- for an RTT, I, though, at least it's just three rounds. You can get lucky for three rounds, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, someone said, Where's Dilly? I need more chest in my life. There's Dilly. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. yeah. My computer likes to act up once a day, kind of thing. Constant chest. David Villera, y'all see how several majors last couple of weeks failed to make the cut, maybe because of the meta. Dude, it's like all these, like I was looking at the results from this weekend, and it would be like Harley's, 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 Tau, Harley's, 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 Casotis, yeah. you know, and just, it was like there was, it was like one of, one of, one army dominated, sprinkled with another two. It was just, it was depressing, man. Well, I mean, with the new FLG rules, I mean, everything makes any kind of cut, right? There is no cut anymore. Yeah. So, and technically, it makes all the numbers, right? What are their FLG rules? Carl Pierce says, afternoon wankers. What's happening, Carl? Uh, it's just David, a- I'm not playing Space Wolves, man. I don't know if I need to do that myself. Uh, so. Yeah. They're still the funnest. Right. It is. I, I know that army really well. I, I was joking and said I might as well. Like, if I'm just going to get blown off the board, I thought of, like, just doing, like, a taking 30 wolfing. Just 30 wolf in a run them out there and be like, how many <laughs> no. wolf can you kill? That doesn't Assault work for you either. Me. I know that. <laughs> it's like I, I got I got four ups. Can I make yeah. four ups? Can I <laughs> so yeah. All right, guys, we're gonna get started because we got people, we got enough in here. Uh over a dirty dozen. Scott Sasser has been doing the Lord's work and keeping me on task with the podcast. So he's been he's been giving us an outline, a structure to follow. And it's greatly appreciated. So sweet. Lucky us. I feel spoiled now. I know, man. It's like we, we can't just wing it and do the I, thing. You know, it's I like, type no, like actually... five words. <laughs> Talk about 40k. Yeah, this is good, right? Now if I can figure out how to use my two screens. There we go. What are we doing? Sean, you got any games coming up this weekend? Uh mm-hmm. Jeff and I might play tomorrow. Okay. Uh, so it's probably going to be Tower versus Craftworld there. And then I think on Thursday, I have a game versus uh, Ben McCarthy. I think you know who he is. But nice. Yeah, yeah. He's starting to show back around because his Craftworld got a book. And he's going to enjoy right. them. So right. we're going to do a little Craftworld versus Craftworld action. Boy. See, and I, and I, have, I have all the Craftworld stuff. I just don't have the, the, the reps with it. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about seeing if I can pick up a game with the list I wrote. Uh, with uh, with Ben on Wednesday night, and then just just raw dog it Saturday and see what the results are. Yeah, yeah so, but right. RTTs are for like practice, man. It's like yeah. figuring out how shit works, dude. Who gives a fuck how RTTs go, man? I don't like. Well, so this this one's <laughs> the there's there's some new players, and like I don't like doing like a new like if I was playing you, Scott. I play new army. I don't care. Okay, sure. Okay, but playing against like uh, when you got a high ratio of new players and like half of them need to be put on a chess clock, like I don't have to worry about the chess clock and them learning the game and me learning an army. Yeah. So I know it sounds silly, but just kind of they got some good players up there, but there's some guys that are new that just I just don't. It can ask. be it can be a bit much. But yeah. is this an Oklahoma or is this near you? No, it's up. It actually, it's closer to you. It's up in Manhattan, up there at Goblin Games. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, uh, some some RTTs now. Yeah, that guy came down to our, uh, for what New Year's knockout. New Year's knockout, Casey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty solid. I like that dude. Cool. Very cool. So, I guess uh, so. Scott's already got the asking. Uh, any dojo time? You guys got any dojo time? In? 
I play a little bit. I played against the new Nids, uh, my buddy Ryan, and it's been pretty uh, punishing mm. to say the least. Uh, but uh, I think that they're going to be fine. Right? I don't know, man. It's 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 it's, it's a little early to tell, but they seem pretty powerful to me. The they, new they, Nids. they are really good. I just think that with things like railguns and D three plus whatever damage, you know, there's going to be ways and armies will find to fight them. And, and yeah, it, but it looks like a good fun book, and I dig it. Yeah, so, it might be played, like the uh, whole. Go ahead. No, no, I played the GSC with the. Uh, I told you I ran triple mana cord, so I brought a, I brought a, a patrol detachment with a, a mana cord battery, and a, you know, a unit of uh, dudes and the Brood Brothers and with the commander, <laughs> like as cheap as you can do it, and uh, they were really hit or miss. And I played against Thousand Sons. And uh, got the W off. Uh, he played too timid. Like, all I was basically doing was he was moving stuff out. I think we had the scouring or whatever the new scouring is. And he was moving stuff out to hold the objectives. And I was just using mana core to kill everything off the objectives. Yeah. And then he had to keep moving stuff out to hold the objectives. And then he wound up having to, like, put important shit out there. Mm-hmm. And so I was just throwing, like, aberrants, you know, pure strand gene stealers into the, the important stuff that was holding the objectives and managed to get right. that one. I really like the new Thousand Suns like Army Renown they re- I talked about. I think that's a yeah. little style. Hey, dude, everybody in our chat was bitching about it. Are you big on it? You think it's cool? I think it's cool. I like it. I think it's fun. But that was like the kind of Thousand Suns list I played back in the day was like 60s Angors and stuff like that. Yeah. Touch and, and wrap and game. everything. Mm-hmm. I, I got another game with that same list versus Custodes. And uh, with the custodies, though, I just ran the old. Or no, I didn't. I didn't run GSC. I ran the. I run the old uh, Crusher Stampede to give it one last ride. And uh, custodies really struggles into that old Crusher Stampede. So yes. it's it's a consensus that Crusher Stampede goes and Leviathan stays, or <sighs> the reverse? I just I don't or see it. that Crusher Stampede staying with that. It's yeah. and if TOs allow Crusher Stampede to be used with that thing. So we're just we're trading one evil overlord ah, for another. Yeah. <laughs> so another bad touch. You know, because they got strats that do the same shit, but they have like different yeah. names. So you're allowing like the same thing to happen twice for like a cheap two CP and you know with a different name, it's, it's probably not how that stuff's designed to work. But <laughs> yeah. just fuck it, I'll allow it. Yeah, are you really? <laughs> no, I, I would rather not. It'd be pretty punishing. But you know, they're coming out with another army of renown already. So, like, it it leads me to believe that maybe they won't go away. And it, it just it makes me fearful that they stay. Yeah, because they're coming out with another one. You know, if Crusher if Crusher does get to stick around with that Tyranid book, you know, it's only a matter of time for that shit's gonna get nerfed. So. You know, they'll probably get a good three or four month run till the next data slate, I guess. Yeah, but that's, yeah. A, that's a rough three months, man. I'd, I'd be curious if they're going to, like, start rotating and based off of the war zone or whatever that we're in. Like, based off yeah. of the uh, seasons, I guess, right? We're doing seasons now? Is that, is that what I it's hope, I hope. I hope. So, to- yeah. I'd be curious if yeah, that's the thing to do. Yeah, it's. I do like that they, I do like the missions that they'll, you know, they'll change season to season. I do like the idea. And uh, it'll be cool to see some different stuff come up from it. Um, you know, so what we're talking about tonight, I guess, to kind of get back on track. You know, we're talking about how to survive in a shitty meta. 
And, you know, right now the meta is not probably its greatest it's been. You know, we all, I think anybody that can't acknowledge that is silly. You know, you look at these tournament results and, you know, the only, yeah. the only <laughs> Harlequins have a 50% win ratio against Harlequins. That's about it. You know, everything mm-hmm. else is 70s, which is like, I think that's worse in our hands, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not it is. So, um, I think they're saying people. that like Iron Hands was like 62 or 63. So yeah. I think even like Custos and Tower above that too. Correct. And so, you know, we're going to talk about that tonight. We're also going to talk about what our uh, our wish list is for the uh, for the data slate. You know, maybe our ideas. See if uh, if we get as of right now, it's Tuesday. Uh, the 12th of April. So we'll see if uh, if some of our ideas actually get in there and if great minds think alike, you know, or if they just simply had better ideas. So uh, we went through dojo time. Uh, did anybody get any hobby time in? I've been paying a, I've been painting a bunch of orcs, uh, having fun doing that. So uh, painting different squigs um, and having a blast painting them. There's a lot of them, but really enjoying myself right now. Dude, squigs are just fun models, though. Yeah. Like, it's just all teeth. It's like a, a, a Pac-Man with teeth. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking sweet. So I've been enjoying myself there. I, uh, I, uh, go ahead, Sean. No, I was going to say, I got. I finally bought my uh, base layer paint again with my Eldar Army. It was all out of my local game store, so I had an Amazon it in. Uh, <laughs> but we, so we got some base layer downs on some, on some bikes right now, so. Nice. Or, yeah. You know, I know a guy who has a store who ships also. So if you, uh, oh, okay. you tap, you cl- do you you tap Amazon next time. You got Vallejo <laughs> Air? What's that? Vallejo Air? Stuff? I can get a hold of it. but Okay. It's, uh, so, uh, yeah, I so I got that Eldrad done. You guys saw the Eldrad I did. Yeah. I had to clean yeah, out the garage so. of shame. That was a... That was kind of, I think Laura was a little fed up with me, like filling the whole garage with Games Workshop products. So we put shelving up and tubs and actually have stuff by like faction in the tubs now. Mm-hmm. So, well, since time and night, you actually have to listen to what she says, you know? Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> You're like, ah, she had, yeah. Happy wife, happy life, right? Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's really pretty good about it. Like, my office is a fucking mess right now. I don't know if you can see, I got. We had company over for the wedding, and like I had Warhammer all over the entryway because I was like back and forth from the shop with it, and we just wound up just stuffing it in my office so everybody that was visiting didn't have to see it. And I need to, I need to get better organized with it. So she's not wrong in making me do it. So, but I, I got that Eldrad done, and then uh, Matt Neely, <laughs> Matt Neely, I made a trade with him. He wanted me to paint some of his towel. And uh, I traded him some Tyranid models. So I'm working on some dirty towel for Matt. Which I Wait, what was the trade? You painted stuff for him and you gave him some yeah. models? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, yeah, and I was like, it's like, hold up, this is a really one-sided Damn, right now. He's, he's a wheeling dealer. <laughs> he gave me he gave me a shit ton of Tyranids. Okay. So okay. I'm actually, I, I hope Matt's not listening, but I probably got the better end of that trade. <laughs> and uh, he really, he really did hook me up. So I can't. Because yeah, uh, you suck at painting. You suck my dick at painting. That's <laughs> what you did. So. But uh, so I'm painting those towel for him, and uh, gonna make him look nice and pretty. That's all the hobby tam I've got. So is he worried for the uh, 
the bounce data slate at all? I don't think so. Like Matt's, dude. I've had some talks. I even, you know, you guys know I give him a ton of shit. But yeah, he's uh, he's well aware that there's some issues with that book, and I think the thing that you know the way he's written his list is he likes using like the crude. And he likes using the crude stuff to to go out and score. So his list is probably a little bit different than what all the other metatalysts have been. Yeah. And uh, I think he's fine if it changes. He's he's been mindful of it. We've talked about it. And he knows that, that stuff probably needs to get reworked a little bit. So yeah, but, but those units are still good. The crude are still good. Like yeah, yeah. the creatures may be better, but the crude are still good. They've you know move seven. They have fucking pregame move infiltrate. Yeah. They can heroically intervene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Okay. Yeah, they're not bad at all. They're not bad at all. So I still really like uh breaches and devilfish. I don't I'm surprised people got away from those. I think oh, they're great. Yeah, so I think yeah, I think those are great. That was a good thing about GSC, at least in that front, was you know, they couldn't come within nine inches of my blips. So if they got to go yeah. first, I didn't have devilfish all up in butthole. So yeah. It's uh, but still everything that they can see got fucking shot. JT Teats, what's up, Jay Z? So someone says crude cheat as shit, cheap as shit. Hounds are cheap too. Yeah, dude, they're good. I think they're good units, man. Yeah, I, I think for the points you can do some good stuff, and they're opposite too, right? Uh, the crude, I believe, are the crude hounds. Yeah, crude opposite. All right, so next on the on the on the slate for tonight, speaking of data slate. Is uh, what we hope to see in the data slate. So uh, I'm going to fire off with this one first. My my hopes are that I'm not even going to address the fucking the the Void Weaver gimmick issue because uh, I think I think we all know that that's going to have to get touched. They're going to have to probably yeah. squig buggy treatment that bitch. But I hope they don't get so I hope they don't get so caught up in dealing with Harlequins that they forget. You know that we have a towel problem and we have a custodies problem immediately underneath there that will just go right back to custodies or towel, you know, mm-hmm. win in every event if they do, you know, slap the Harlequins on their on their Elfie peepees. So um, that was kind of my thing was like, I do want them to, I think, uh, I think some of the weapons platforms need points, you know, not just being able to slap it on for free. Um, I'd like to see broadsides not have core. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I also think that something, you know, needs to be done with indirect. And of, of all the people, you know, I, I saw something Manny Chima put up the other day about like indirect needing force to hit with like no rerolls. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't no think that's a horrible so idea. Was, What's yeah. that? I, I, I think there's like no modifiers to it as well. So, yeah, I, I think that's. Pretty good change. Just, just a blanket thing that would help everything. Yeah, and uh, you know, and I, the void weavers, of course, need to be limited, but also the points. Man, think about it like that. The comparison I saw someone dropping the meme today of the whatever the new primary space marine like gun turret thing with the space marine sitting in it. You know, with the two last cannon versus yeah. you know the void weaver and the points. It's like it's night and day, dude. And like compare that to a Razorback or a Rhino, you know, it's like that thing's more survivable than a Razorback or a Rhino, and it shoots better, moves better, does everything better, you know. And, and it's just it's crazy that that thing's only ninety five points. Mm-hmm. But 
So that's kind of my thing. I think, uh, and I think custodies is easy. Uh, custodies, if I if I ruled the world, would go back to like pre uh, chapter root points. Yeah, and maybe add a little bit more to Trajan, and then they have the shut off reroll strat and the transhuman strat need to either be increased by one or limited to like infantry, you know. Or something like you know the shutoff reroll should be two because if you play a custodies player you know every fucking turn yes. two phases you're yeah. gonna get transhuman yes. and then two phases you're gonna get fucking shutoff rerolls yes and then they're gonna roll into the next turn and do the same fucking thing again where if those were just two each you know when you, if you get out of that first turn spending four CP to do that bullshit or know, even eight or, right I mean or eight, eight CP yeah. you know all of a sudden then it gets a little bit like oh I probably need to do this when it really matters because like I, I saw the meme where like it had the kid with the veins popping out in his head wanting to say something and it was like <laughs> one of the space ring players is waiting to say transhuman it's like the custodies <laughs> players waiting to like throw those two strats at you you know like the and I, I have like and the fucking retarded custodies players that are in my area like everyone's asking you like is that you need to get rerolls that you to get rerolls. That you to yeah. get rerolls. I'm just gonna start bringing shit that doesn't give anything rerolls, because I'm gonna be like, you could just fucking take that strat <laughs> and turn it sideways and stick it straight up your custodian's ass. Because I'm fucking tired of like every time a unit goes to do something, does that you to get rerolls? It's like no, motherfucker. I don't get that. Like you, you know, just <laughs> right. So. That's why I started playing orcs recently. Just like I'm not rerolls. I'll just get plus one to hit here and there, and I'll just say fuck it, dude. <laughs> no rerolls, anyways. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Sean, someone's asking you questions about your background pictures in the chat. You got to go. I know. Uh, I see that. You got to go address that. Yeah, I was uh, drunk in Omaha and <laughs> things happened. And I haven't still watched that same episode of Chappelle. <laughs> yeah, show. Memories, I can't memories finish it. Are made. Yeah, memories <laughs> are made. Honestly, I don't remember it. And then I woke up one morning and uh, it was on my phone. So we rolled with it. <laughs> Man, I don't want to know what you and Scott Thompson did that night, but it probably involved baby oil. And uh, <laughs> that night, morning, you know, day, <laughs> always baby oil. So, Sean, what do you what do you want to see from the uh, Dennis Lake? Um, pretty on board with pretty much everything Brian said. I think those are yeah. all pretty makes sense. I think uh, troops need to get their core keyword. I know it's a buff for the Harlequins, but I mean, we yeah. all know they have that. I think they need to go up a point or two because. Right now, they're the plain equivalent of a witch, and let's just say one does the other a lot better than the other kind of thing. But do you think they need to increase the point of the troops if they increase the transports and the void weavers per se? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even if it's just a point or two, I don't think it needs a ton. Like, I think 13 or 14 point troops is fair still. Okay. I do. I mean, I, I think the transport only needs to go up maybe 10 points. I think the void weaver is probably about 15, 20 points, and then troops being one point I think are all okay changes Harlequins uh, for Tau, yep, I want Broadside Sleuth Core um, what is someone, I, I think there needs to be some kind of like uh, way that drones affect are getting affected by ores so like they don't count as the unit when getting affected by ores, you can't change things out and stuff like that. Yeah, I guess as of right like, now, they count as part of the unit, so they get yeah. It. But so yeah, like, I don't know if the cherub is is like that or not. Like, 
can you can you string no. the chair bra? So no, like kind of like a chair just, where it's just like a war gear kind of thing that just is it's a there. token. It's not even like, yeah. like it doesn't count Correct. for anything. Correct. So I think if if they did something like that for them, uh, would be cool. Um, I want the broadside railguns or just railguns in general to not do mortal wounds when they hit. They have to actually hit and like have the wound go through and everything like that. Yeah. That's really annoying where it's like, all right, I made my save. Okay, well, you still take a mortal wound or you still take deep mortal wounds. I'm like, well, I know I saved it. So I don't care. It's, I think that's like, like I rolled a six to hit. Yeah. Um, it, it automatically wounds and doesn't mortal. You're yeah. Like, oh, someone okay. said remove every reference to Monka from the Talbot. <laughs> <laughs> right, dude. Yeah. Uh, someone else said, Luck of the Laughing God needs to be limited to one reroll of each type. Per phase, just like normal rerolls. Yeah, dude. I was I did that somebody once. I went swinging. I took a, I got some aberrants into a unit of void weavers. And uh basically at flat three damage, you know, two of those go through. That's a void weaver gone. Mm-hmm. And that dude felled like four saves and like picks up four dice and gets like four re-rolls and, and oh, yeah. makes three that's, of them. That's so much. and I'm like, yeah. you motherfucker. Like that's <laughs> so- Hell yeah, dude. I mean, if you think about it, they get Something like an extra fifteen CP rerolls or whatever. Right, that. it's twenty five CP rerolls a game. They really don't need to use a CP reroll yeah. because they have that motherfuckers. <laughs> exactly. Game, so. so it's like even if they just like limited it down to three, like you get max three a turn kind of thing. I think yeah. that could be a. a cool and I've yet to see anyone fill the gamble thing on it. I have. Well, they only roll two dice. Like, the, yeah, you only need. I mean, you don't need like five dice. I mean, yeah. so, uh, and then custodes points in to go up. Um, yeah, CP needs to go up. I don't think they're they're a strong army and everything like that because of those strategists. I think, but um, overall, I don't I don't hate them. I think I think some armies coming out deal with them okay. So, but I think I think Harlequin see the nerf, Town needs you know the nerf, and then Custodes needs a little adjustment for their stratagems. Yeah, I, I really, I think, I think, really I think uh, Sagittarius to go up too, probably. I mean, they're, they're already one fifty. They're already. Yeah, but... I think I think Estos are really fine. I mean, if they get their their points increases like they they need on Trajan and a couple other things in the in the command point things. I think they will fall in line. I mean, the Estos are getting more and more figured out every yeah, you know, over time. I don't think they're that broken. I think it's just the the it's CP little... for sure. They're, they're they they struggle into high toughness, reduced damage armies. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I think that having that in mind when you're list building, I think most people have access to that in some way, shape, or form right now. Yeah. And uh, you could you can consider that in your list building, and it kind of gives custodians a hard time. So, so I really want to see. Scott? No, you're good. So I really want to see like Marines get their points adjustments taken back. So like Outriders all going up five points. Things like that. The the eradicators going up five points like they did way back when. I think all those point changes need to go back. I think uh, you know, orcs, some of their changes need yeah. like the East Boss doesn't need to be 180 points. Because right now you're paying 20 more than Trajan, and he's he is good, comparable, but doesn't do near near all the special things that Trajan does. So rolling back some of those would be really Great, I think just right. some of yeah. those changes. It's, it's, were, a, it's a balanced data slate, not a nerf data slate. So yeah, you know, like like, like all, 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 all the attack all, all are, chat earlier, so they feel like you know older older armies need to be brought up to speed with some points. Yeah. So. yeah, but do you think really? I mean, honestly though, Necrons, like how many points reductions can ne- Necrons get and still be shit? Because I think every really time mean, something's 
they didn't get like many, many point reductions and in, in the, in the, the, the units that did people are using. It's more, I think uh, the characters are still too expensive. You need the yeah. characters so badly to do things. Yeah. There's such a point investment. Like the Nightbringers, 350 points and, or, 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 or the command barges are like what? 170, 170, 180. Yeah. It's just a bit Night, much. Nightbringers a hard calendar to things like the Avatar too. Like, uh, you know, Avatar Kane or, or whatever else rolling around out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. My thoughts anyways. I, I, yeah. I'd like to see, like, I mean, just because I played Death Guard, I'm like, well, you know, why did Death Guard get shafted? They weren't putting up results or anything like that. Like, Death Guard just needs and to then, like, what it was. They're, they're no longer, <laughs> like, I feel like they're no longer a unique army by, by being a, you know, disgusting resilience minus one damage army it's like well shoot half the armies can just bring that as a like out of the world trait kind of thing <laughs> so i'm like well yeah that's funny all right we had some notes in here it was uh dude i brought this point up today uh harley troops getting core what'd you put that in there for scott because i mean that, that is one thing that i think we will see from the data slate uh balance yeah. that is just they will get core they will get the core keyword oh well i mean man. so yeah i mean I, I just think that was a total fuck up on there so yeah, it's it's obvious they needed it to this point yeah yeah <laughs> well i think i feel like i have turners been letting them run core or not because i i'm pretty sure free state said Adep- they were core. adepticon did not did not okay no so yeah. but then i I'm, i don't know what what other terms have i mean that's one of the, some terms allowed the misericordias to be free on the sagittarium so yeah you know that 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 wasn't until recent. So, yeah. So, no Scott had in here was uh, Trajan going to 190 points. They need to put yeah. that motherfucker at 210. No, uh, I don't think so. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I think 190 is fair. Yeah, but when you can do stuff that like isn't that's like strat worthy without having a strat by like just saying the dude does it. You know, but that's, that's only kinda, once per game. Yeah, that's only like once it's, per game. It's, it is yeah. powerful, and it is something. I mean, if they if they increase all these uh, the the point changes or not the the CP changes, I mean, he will feel more in line to what he should be. Because because it is so abusive right now with Custodes having so many CP. Yeah. And then uh, Emperor's chosen four plus to mortals going to a five plus plus. Yeah, that that blows my mind, man. Like. You know, it's not like they don't have access to anti-psyker stuff. Like, they have cheap sisters units who can basically, you know, screen that can't be targeted with stuff. Yeah. You know, that can shut down psychics. You know, it's like they didn't really need the four up. And then you got armies out there like Grey Knights that are supposed to be like mind bullet dudes that have like worse protection against mortals than the Kasodis do. I I do like that this (laughs) gives an avenue to play different... uh, companies right play different houses for the for custodes might be looking at shadow keepers because they're pretty cool you know? yeah yeah emissaries were cool too where yeah. you don't get any uh modifiers or anything like that and then can't remember what else they get but it's like no modifiers here shooting That's well I, I think also too i think you would see other of their uh what do they call them whatever their karate houses are mm-hmm. i think does, if they yeah. took if they took away the the strat the strat that like they could use any other house's shit for Emperor's Chosen, like you can make a unit whatever for a turn. You know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah, correct. The Emperor's Chosen specific strat. If they took that strat away from Emperor's Chosen, where they couldn't just put any unit into any whatever house they wanted to, you need probably see some other stuff taken besides Emperor's Chosen. Oh shit, it's been what. Oh man, I thought this was at eight thirty. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Shield host. It was too. Yeah, but I, I think people would take other shield hosts if they if they didn't just have a strat to use whatever shield host they wanted to out of Emperor's Children. So and Talking we're just wish listing for the yeah. data slate, man. If you want to jump in, you're welcome to jump in. Nerf it all. Bring up the bad. No, man. Let it all be busted as fuck. Unnerve every- everything. Fuck it. Un- that's right. Everybody <laughs> be good as shit, dude. You see, I mean, uh, Glass Glasshammer actually ran like uh, pre-nerfed Jukari against uh, current Custodes. And it, it actually wound up being a pretty decent game. Yeah. So maybe, I have a maybe. feeling. I just have a feeling that like uh, if if the like the players were switched, like the guy playing Custodes was playing Drakari and the man who's playing Custodes, I think I think Manny just mops the floor with that guy every time though. So I really don't know if that was a great example or not. So I, th- are I do you, think are you I, giving Manny Chima props uh, for being a decent player. Unfortunately, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a better player than his opponent, right? Is he though? <laughs> Is he? In that in that little YouTube video, yeah, and that he could just get the models that need to be broken and spam yeah. relentlessly. So it's yeah, he's I like him away from the gaming table. He's so I give him that much. You got anything you want to add there, Ben? Before we move on, you lost your audio. I'm good. I didn't lose my audio. I'm just yelling at my daughter. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Man, my 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 stepdaughter hijacked my wife's phone and she's commenting in the chat. Uh-oh. I have to watch my mouth now. So. <laughs> All right. So tips tips for getting through an oppressive meta. So Scott, you want to steer this one? I'll let you. I'll let you drive the car. So yeah, I didn't know. Like you know, some not everybody's uh, can grind through the meta or, or, or meta chase armies as well as uh, some other people do. So some people are stuck with a single book. So what's some, you know, I was just thinking of some, what, what's good for, so it's so oppressive right now with Harlequins and everything like that what do you do is like, let's say you're a Marine player or not just in specific, do you try to look for new units in your codex or try, try a different approach, like going more aggressive or defensive stance in today's meta or, or, or what, what's the new take on trying to get through the grind that is the Harlequins right now, or just in general, a, a meta where it doesn't feel very enjoyable to go to games. As a space Marine player, mine are on the shelf. I, yeah, I mean, same I just, here. I can't, I've, every time I've tried to build a list, I just can't like it, it's, you know, this last GT that we went to, which, you know, Dilly and I were both at this GT. It was what, 60 players? And out of six, yeah. 60 players, 10 of them were Tau. You know, it, it's like, so if you're playing five games, you got what, a one in six chance of get, getting Tau at some point during the weekend. And yeah. I just, I don't know. It's just, you know, it, it is what it is. So I just, it's probably you know, I, that to be honest. Like, yeah. And then everyone around here seems to love that army. So, like in my meta, 
I am not going to go to an RGT. I'm not going to go to a league night. I'm not going to go to anything without a couple guys supporting that army. You know, and I, I think in their own right, they're just as bad as the Harlequins. They just match really bad into Harlequins. So that's the only thing that's really keeping kind of a lid on them to a certain extent. I don't think there's a lid on them. They suck too. <laughs> <laughs> and like Craftwell Eldar are, I'd say out of the bunch, they're still really strong. They're just being shadowed right now by Harlequins and Tau. You know what I'm saying? Like they're still oppressive too. Like once people figure with the nerf comes and people figure out how good Strands of Fate is, especially late game. I mean, yes. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous late game. I found that out a couple of times. Super like, oh, here's a six. Okay, game. cool. I, I was only going to have that one shot this last turn. So, yep. <laughs> yeah, I did that to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, okay. I guess I'm going to kill your wave serpent. Like, <laughs> maybe with your one last cannon? Probably not. <laughs> oh, you got lucky and wounded. I guess it was half It's weird. It's like we're. It's like we're blessed. The fate, the fate loves us. Late game, like I was not meant to die. Really. Hmm. So that, that that's so why that, all your homies died early. Early game, right? <laughs> right. So that's one thing. So you know, preparing for adept, kind of whatever. You know, how how did you? You obviously didn't go. Let's play Harlequins because you. I think you saw the writing on the wall, and clearly that's at the time best codex. But you you decided to play craft worlds. I mean, what you, did you dig through the codex a bunch or try a different approach with how you're going to do your craft world list or? Well, I'm a Craftwell kind of guy at heart, yeah. and I saw the Harlequins, not necessarily the nine Void Reavers, because I never go for those spam lists. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I saw what it, I saw in that what I saw in Admech, you know, and I did bite the bullet and play Admech, and it was like not a fun. I was winning stuff left and right, but it was not a fun time in 40k for me. In fact, at the end of Flying Monkey, I just didn't give a crap. I was throwing my models onto my tray as they died. I was like, I, I don't was. Care. I brought I brought bit funny story about that. I brought bit a monster because he was like in his game and uh like I do need a drink. So I went and got him a monster. I come back and like there's like the Skatari are just like laying on the ground. Like there's two or three random Skatari on the ground. And I'm watching Ben and like the game's done. And he's just picking up models on the table and just like Kobe and like, <laughs> bouncing out of the train in the ground and I said, you all right, man? He goes, yeah, I just hate playing this army. He says, it's boring. And I was like, all right, man. So picked his shit up off the ground and tried not to let him bounce him out of the train. I didn't know that a bunch of bounced on the, on the floor. <laughs> but <laughs> when I was, play- I was playing Zach Kerstetter in the last round, and like I could have won that game hands down. And Zach's an incredible player, but the, the Admech are that strong. He was playing Custodes with Manicores. And I was just yeah. like, I literally almost threw darts at the uh, the secondaries. I was like, what secondaries am I taking? Flip, flip, flip. And, uh, and then, like, I was like, we're just going to, we're going to charge him with Electro Priest turn one. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And it didn't work out. No, he made some four ups. It's okay. But uh, <laughs> it was not a fun army to play because it was like, hey, look, either I shoot you off the board or, you know, we're just going to have a really long game of me running around shooting you and never engaging you and Correct. if you do engage me i'm just gonna let that unit die and buff a different one and then continue the same process mm-hmm. it felt like, like i was playing the game too bad right now i like them the fight lasts yeah. pretty good you know yeah. but yeah to continue what scott was saying yeah for the harlequins i definitely saw the writing on the wall of how ridiculously uninteractive that army is being able to move 22 inches and still charge shoot do everything normal is ridiculous 
couple that with if you go second, you can't really take a ton of damage in return because you won. You have a four up involved with reroll luck dice. And you have, you know, what is it? You can't have any rerolls on these tanks. That's ridiculous. It doesn't matter that it's T5, six wounds. You have to get a <laughs> shot through. Yeah, trans hit yeah. too, right? Trans hit, no rerolls. You trans hit, no rerolls. And if you do happen to get within 12 inches, they are still minus one to hit, just in case. <laughs> no rerolls. No, no they re might still oh, be. Yeah. You, you might need to take six inches off of that, though, too. Yeah, so, yeah. But you know what's funny about that is you that can't even try point them because they just flip bell out of combat too. So that, that's true. But Defcon had a, a, an interesting ruling about that about uh, the light and how that interacts with this trans hit, and that it's not actually extending the range of your gun, and that like the model isn't. You don't check six extra inches because of that ability. It doesn't affect model placement on the board. It only affects when you target stuff with ranged weapons and such. So I thought that was an interesting point. And the reason I say that is because, and I hate, you know, they're going to bust my balls for this. I know Armin listens to this podcast, but normally it's not like that. Normally you guys are fucking wrong. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I think, know if uh, it's wrong or right. And I, I don't mean that in a malicious way. I just, I know this is Armin's first year as the, the head judge, but previously uh, the Adepticon judges were kind of like uh, we're a ghost status, so we're just not going to make a ruling. You kind of do it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, is he sorry. running it this year? I thought he was running it next year. Like, I thought next year was his first year. No, this one was his okay. first year. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a rough one to jump into right away kind of thing, too. It's After. kind of like the granddad that needs crutches and needs to move to a walker, and you're not quite sure how to get him to the crutches yeah. of the walker. <laughs> No, hold, hold tight. You got to grab this. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. I'm be the old man in the old folks home. Still talking about titties and booty. So. They make an old folks home for you. It's literally like a burlesque house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so some notes from so Scott put here that were good stuff. Do you want to go through those, Scott? Wait, or? wait. I got one more question for Ben since we're still on. Do you think, uh, or like, I know you said like buff everything. That, but what what armies do you want to see buffed right now? I mean, for the Christ's sake, they could have done it forever ago. Chaos Space Marines need a second wound to be, and like their Terminators need three wounds. The big one actually to me is the Terminators being two wounds mm -hmm, because yeah. that's a heavily pointed model that's slow, and be it being two wounds, there's so much damage to out there. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Like, you just can't play Terminators as Chaos Space Marines. You have to play them like cultists. They come down, they die. It's terrible. You yeah. know, I, I could care less about the actual Marine itself, but the extra wound on like the Terminators and some of like the Corn Berserkers that actually do stuff, but right now can't because like a stiff breeze knocks them over. That, that needs to that needs to go away. They could have done that forever ago. But yeah. like they can buff Imperial Guard. Like the whole problem with a lot of these armies is that the ones that are failing can't hold objectives, so they're missing a piece. So like Chaos Space Marines don't have an objective holder, and they took away OPSEC from a lot of the, the newer Codex's cultists. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now you really can't hold objectives. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I, I heard you try to talk there, Bam. I was just kind of on a little rant. Oh, you're but, fine. I'll let you go. I'll let it go. Yeah. Let Ben's so rants go. Uh, <laughs> wisdom, wisdom coming from advanced warfare. So um yeah, I don't know. Scott, to address your question earlier of, about what do you do if you're a Space Marines player, you know, the only example I have, like I would say don't, 
you know, and I know that sounds sarcastic, but it's not, you know, if you're going out for competitive play and you're playing at big events like Adepticon or like major GTs and, and you want to be competitive, it, like, I guess that's where's your mindset at. Are you, are you playing because you want to, you know, throw bouncy balls at Scott Sasser and shoot <laughs> wild turkeys all day, you know, or, or American <laughs> right. all day, you know, or are you going because you want to go four and one and you want the points for the conference? You know, if you're going because you want a respectable record, I'm not sure you take them and be competitive. You know, I think you can take them for beer and pretzels and, and bullshit around with your buddy and getting five games in. You know, if that's where your mindset's at, probably going to be okay. You know, you're going to have one game where for somebody's sure. going to spit in your butthole, you know, but the, the rest of it, you're probably going to have a good time. So it's, yep. you know, that's kind of yeah. how I would look at Space Marines in this meta right now. Um, and you know what? But w- that can be said about a lot of people's loves that are bad. Like, yeah. I love my Black Templars, but legitimately can't really play them competitively. They're probably one of the most competitive Space Marines. Yeah. But, like, one of the things I tell all my, like, especially my clients, is like, you got to make a decision. You know, you like to play this game competitively. What do you have fun doing the most? Is it playing your Black Templars or is it actually winning some games? And that can transfer to beer and pretzels, too. Because I can tell you, I've gone, this looks fun and brought it and just had a bad time just because I'm so competitive. I'm getting my butt kicked. I don't care that I have 20 Crusaders on the field on a 200 yeah. point game. I'm just not having fun because everybody else is kicking the crap out of me. I'm just like, oh, cool. I get to beat the Nerf football everybody throws around. Yeah, and I've done it a thousand times. I went 3-0 and with my Space Wolves day one, you know, and then like, I'm in this. And then that round four where like the water starts to find its own level. What level? It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> it's like, well, cool. <laughs> let's uh, let's just finish with this one at three and two and go home, you know. And, and it does. It makes me sad. You know, and, and I, I, I try to talk myself through it. I try to tell myself I'm there for fun, but like it's, you know, in my mind, I do like the win. I like to walk out with the four and one. I like to yeah. walk out. The five winning, one. winning is you know. fun for a lot of people, yeah. especially, and, uh, you know, that's kind of the culture here in America, too. That's why it's so hard that Warhammer transfers a, the competitive scene because in England, a lot of it's beer and pretzels. You know, the competitive scene is exploding there now, too, and it always has, but they're smaller than, you know, the United mm-hmm. States in population yeah. and yeah. definitely competitiveness. Like look at all the sports we have. It's, it's all over the place in America. Like corporations are competitive. Everything's competitive here. So of course it transfers to Warhammer, and, <laughs> you know, our over competitiveness kind of gives us a, a little bit of a wrap in like the European meta, especially in the, that used to be called the ETC, you know, uh, damn Americans, super competitive, but uh, you know, the other countries can still play. That doesn't mean that they don't have competitive people. It just means that our culture here is more competitive. Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. Where are we at? Scott, you want to finish this? You want me to finish it? So <clears throat> maybe just another, you know, another question is like, let's say it doesn't necessarily have to be Marines, but in the current play, play style, like with the Harlequin, uh, you know, enemies that we have in the Tau and the, and the Custodes, what type of list do you think maybe? Because, you know, maybe you, you're, you're used to playing Blood Angels or, or, or some aggressive type type army. Do you think it'd be more, is, is it, in, in, in the current meta, is it better to go like a more defensive style, more a or more like a denial type approach to a game? We talk about like Marines or just in general, just in general, in general against the, against like against the big baddies that we have right now. Like what, what kind of list would you, or what do you kind of prioritize 
seeing this because I because right now it's so killy. I, I I prefer something that's a little more defensive, a little more like has denying pieces necessarily, not necessarily trading pieces because Tao can be so uh, volatile. Tao, fucking Tao. Yeah, I played uh, Jeff Husser at uh, the Adepticon team tournament. They're like, we're just here to have a good time. You know, we're here, we're friendly, we're drinking. And I look over, I'm like, you guys are fucking Harlequins and Tao. You're not friendly. What the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, he's got the Crisis Suit Bomb and then fucking Connor's got the Void Reavers with Star Weavers. I'm like, all right, yeah, friendly. Yeah. <laughs> Only one of each. Yeah. But, I mean, of course, on the other side, we've got two sets of D-cannons. But uh, I definitely am on the same kind of wavelength as you are for defensive because scoring primary is probably the number one thing that gets denied in all the games because you get blown off of it. And if you can survive, you can score points. I'm not saying it's going to win you the game, but you won't get blown out like 96 to 20. You know, Correct. It would be like maybe 70 to 50 or 70 to 40. But <clears throat> I... That's kind of like how James Kelling plays, is he plays the denial game a lot. So, like, you'll see a lot of his games, they take a long time because he's thinking it through, and he plays a lot of denial with speed and line of sight, and that kind of defensive tactics was, just doesn't work against the tower because the tower like, eh, so my broadsides can't shoot you. My airburst squad will shoot you instead. All right. <laughs> well, not all the guns on the broadside can shoot you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I... I I would agree. Defensive is probably the way to go just so you can score primary. And now, especially with six out of the nine missions being five objectives, Stranglehold is pretty much available for every elite yeah. army. Yeah. And wanting to score, wanting to go second in all of those missions. Yep. I like I like going second. I think my go second win rate right now is like 94%. So yeah, I, I like second uh, turn. I think the game has shifted in that regard. It's uh, There's a lot, of, a lot of missions now that I like to go second. And uh, yeah. that was not the case when this edition started. So that's a actual compliment no. to them designing their missions. So yeah, everybody at the beginning was like, first, 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 first. I yeah. want to go first, first, first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the work uh, buggy list. One thing I think I already touched on what Scott put here in the notes said uh, reevaluate while you go to events and what you're trying to get out of it, which I do think the mindset, you know, uh, I, I do think. Ben hit the hit the thing there with the with the competitiveness in that like I don't think I I think I need to truthfully acknowledge that that is ingrained in who I am and that I'm not going to be able to like Jedi mind trick myself out of it going to a GT yeah. Yeah. you know and and I need to be honest with myself I know I've told myself time and time again like I'm just here for fun you know and then you know round three like I'm I'm looking Fuck like I want to punch babies you know. <laughs> It's, fucking hate you, so, dude. Yeah, hate that fuck. You know, like just I need to. I need to probably do that. So, and uh, someone said try a different play style. Uh, that's good. You know, it's uh, Scott listed four good play styles here. He said aggression, defensive, uh, attack, denial. You know, it's. I think one of the things that a lot of players fail to do. You know, and this is when where's aggro? What's that? Where's aggro KG? Hey, that's your own thing, man. Ben gets his own <laughs> category. Like it's got an asterisk, and then Ben Ben sure went underneath it. Trademark. I'll add I'll add a uh, meme list in there. Yeah, meme list. Get a nice, yeah, a nice yeah. like. That's if I'm real salty at the game, it's like okay, I'm gonna go play some. Oh, I didn't I didn't add Dan's either. You just dice them. 
Yeah, dice him. Yeah, this didn't have that one. Nap, dice him and shove a leprechaun up your ass. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, not one of the first things like when when Root and Ben start working with me on my list and my play was like, you know, what's what's your play style? You know, and I think a lot of people don't stop and think, you know. I know this is the new hotness, but does the new hotness work with how I do things? You know, and like I, I wrote a list with Ben earlier this week, and part of that list was I like big stompy things, you know, yeah. and, and making sure that we put a few big stompy things in the list to where I'm going to be happy playing it in a play style that's, you know, pretty good. Because I am aggressive. I'm an aggressive player. And to have those big stompy durable things in the list is probably going to be a must for me. And, and you guys need to be considering that in your list building, you know, like how do you play and how, how do you play in the meta with your play style? And are you building a list that facilitates that? Or are you, you build a list that you're going to be fighting all weekend? You know, mm-hmm. Cause you're building a list. You're going to be fighting all weekend. You're not going to have a good time. Like Ben's ad mech list, you know, it's, that was not his play style, you know, for the most part. And he spent the weekend fighting the list and not having a good time. So. Yeah. hundred percent. And, you know, it's funny that you say that, too, because, like, one of the things that you got to expect is, like, as a Space Marine player or whatever, that um, you got to play the closest thing to what you love if you want to compete and have fun. You have to play, I don't want to say broken, but what's best with your play style. As an example, Charlie Andre plays, you know, Dark Angel Terminators. He loves them. But they're not so great into the, especially the custodes that shut off all rerolls and have transhuman themselves and are just better in combat. And he's just like, well, now I can't play them. I'm like, so play custodes. They do the same thing as your dark angels. They're just better. You know, they're obsec everywhere, just like you. <laughs> you know, they have they have fast shooting. And, it, you know, of course, he doesn't want to play custodes because he's like, they're boring. And I'm like, well, your dark angels were boring. So I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> but it's stuff just- like that, you know finding that army that's closest to your play style that's competitive and yeah you might have to buy a new army or invest some money but i got news for you the only way this game grows and this is something that i think salmon's misses is that you need to support gw even though they have ridiculous prices the game doesn't survive if we stop buying their stuff now i'm not shilling for them like if they're messing up we don't buy their stuff that's just a duh but like you got to buy their stuff not the china not 3d print you got to do you got to throw them a bone otherwise they don't have the resources to help us have a great game yeah so i've seen like great third-party shit but you need to support (laughs) me. but like you got to do it through the frontline gaming stores don't do it through their fucking website that's so cheesy (laughs) (laughs) yeah what you said about charlie it's funny i think if we could add another what's your play style we need to put like snowflake in there somewhere because there's some guys, you know, like they're the snowflake list king. Like it's like for the some record, guys... Tau don't have a play style. All you Tau people listening, you don't have a play style. Your play style <laughs> is I roll dice and hopefully you die. So I put out. my models down. I I roll my dice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I hope you should go here. I go home. I, yeah. I, <laughs> I jerk off to Evangelion. You know. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, a Tau man. player in a nutshell. <laughs> I wouldn't know what that was unless it was unless some employees were really into it, and it makes sense when you made that joke. So, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, it's a big Gundam show. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Nothing wrong with it. Well, uh, yeah, well, it's a little dramatic for a Gundam show. <laughs> Someone said, uh, "I mean, I've never watched it." What? <laughs> Scott said, "Find a passion project. Get back to your roots." 
you know, paint something else, man. Like, uh, you know, sometimes fucking just painting. picking up. Shut up, man. <laughs> like, uh, dude, I that's why I painted that fucking Aldred last week. Like, I was cleaning out the garage and I found it. I was like, man, this dude, you know, I'm a painting. I'm painting Nellar model since like 1995, you know, yeah. so. He's yeah, sweet too for how old of a sculpt he is. Yeah. yeah. And I had fun. I had fun doing it. I was like, man, this is a lot different painting fucking space marines all the time. Correct. And uh, it, it felt felt pretty cool. So I'm about to dig back in the garage, see what else I got to paint out there. So And that's always one thing. God, that... If you come with a painted dildo, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Charles still got that one from Iron Halo. Remember that one Charles got <laughs> on his tray? <laughs> yep. I'm sorry, I cut you off, Scott. What were you saying? No, nothing. Someone uh, in the chat said, "Do you guys think 40k will always play the top armies, or yeah. do you guys think 40k will always be play the top armies if you want to compete?" No. Yes. <sighs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, but my counter to that is, I strive for them to have everything be a top army. Mm-hmm. It's yes. never going to happen. I don't think. Because like, you have you you have different mission sets that are going to affect stuff differently, different terrain at different events. We've got the GW train player placed. I think if everything is standardized, and they have the uh, you know the resources from a playtest team that they actually listen to and use, then we could have everything as a viable top option. Are you going to beat every army with your army? No, and because if you do, you're busted, and you're not playing the actual game. You know, part of this game is playing from behind against a bad matchup. So, top, would, top. go ahead. Would you not say that Siegler's LVO run and winning with Admech was not like a? I mean, yes, Admech were still very good at the time, but I mean, they weren't the top dogs at the time. And when he won with that list, granted, he plays an immense amount of 40k, but. I mean, I would I would call that you know some guy that you know a top forty k player winning with an army that was not the top army. It was still a good that, army. It was still, I'm not saying it wasn't a good right. army, right? But it was. Yeah, that's an interesting was, point. What do we consider a top army? That's a really good point. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what kind of win rate are we talking for uh, to be a top army? Because at the time, Admac was like fifties for win rate yeah. when Siegel did it. So, is that considered a top a top army? Maybe to me, a, a top army is something that can post better than a 51% win rate because 51 and 49 is what chess is at, and that's a completely even match, though it's all about first turn and second turn with chess. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you are above a 51, I think you're considered a top army, but that might be too generic. Who knows? You know, some people might be like, no, a 65% win rate is a top army. And to me, right. a 65% win rate means it's dominating the meta and it's a yes. pain in the fucking ass. <laughs> yes. yeah, it's it's bad just, for the game. Out the game, I should be in the 60s because you should have all ranges of, of like player skill playing an army. You know, statistically, it should bounce out. You know, yeah. and it's it's definitely not right now. So well, I was like in eighth edition. One of my favorite times was like the meta was like you know eight different armies being in the top eight, like yes. all across you know six or seven GTs, or whatever. I think that was some of the most fun I was having with forty k competitive side of it. So yeah, no, oh, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good to have that mix. But yeah, I don't like over sixty percent win rate. No, it just, just means I'm playing that fucking army. Which well, so I was. I, I don't remember who I was talking to. But I was yeah, like, winning it sucks. You know, winning. <laughs> I feel like an blows. okay range is, is that forty two percent to fifty eight percent. I think that's if they can get armies to that. I know that fifty eight range is still awfully high, but 
it's not as crazy as these 60, 70 percents. I feel like at that point, you're closer to the balance. So it's going to be a better meta for everybody. Yeah. yeah. I do want to point out that GW has done a fantastic job with the newest codexes, feeling like the fluff of the army behind the competitive rules. As an example, uh, Gene Steeler Cult, the way that they yes. function now is as it's, it's awesome you know and then like the eldar is a great example of that they just the craft worlds because they're really powerful they're really strong hey they hit hard. tony tebow said harlequin players are just that good get out of here tony. <laughs> <laughs> but like you feel that you you have lack of numbers in your army because of the point cost mm -hmm. but you're amplified by the fact that you have the eldar rules behind them and then you've got the fragile army too, right? They're yeah, they're well, outside of the wave serpent. Yeah, yeah, they're they're fast and a little bit fragile. But then you got like the Tau, which don't and the fluff. They're a newer race, and they don't know they don't know shit about fuck. You know what I mean? Like all they know is that we got guns and we know how to use them. You know, they they haven't figured out close combat because they're slow by the fluff. They're slow in the game. They're not slow right now, which is stupid. But uh, and then you have like uh, the the Admech, which augment their units by their engine seers, which is what the, how they act in the fluff. I'm not yeah. saying that these rules are balanced. I'm just saying that they're doing a good job balancing competitive and fluff and trying to intertwine them together. I could give a shit less, but I'm just saying it's a cool fact. <laughs> hey, I am going to say this. I don't care how good or bad squats are. I'm going to be on that train for a minute or two. The land train? Yeah, that model that model looked pretty dope. So they're gonna have they're gonna have like four models repeated a hundred times in different things, and you're like, oh, probably be the like same. Yeah, I'm build the same Rufus four times. Rufus Zoltan is that what it is, right? Zoltan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I'm sorry. I thought about uh, just squats as Harlequins and just doing a squat <laughs> army that's Harlequins. <laughs> Just how I, I would should. do the Star Weavers and the Void Weavers and the Squats. We're Harlequins. Some character Best win rate. and some Fire Slayer heads. 92% so. win rate out of the mirror match. <laughs> With squats. That's rough. That's rough. So, guys, we've covered uh, tonight, we've covered basically what we hope to see in the data slate. Uh, a little bit of tips for getting through in a present mode. The one we didn't cover was playing a new game, which, like tonight, Dan's not here. He's playing Total War. So, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. Other, yeah. other guys playing uh other guys playing you know crisis protocol things like that like there's other good games out there and sometimes it's cool to take a step outside and have a smoke you know how'd your uh together. how'd your conquest of boxing go i saw you got a ship to your we store, still got right? it's on 30th so. oh it's 30th okay yeah but like i'm i'm picking up conquest as a, as another game so it's i kind of missed the old rank and flank fantasy and it looks like mm -hmm. uh, a good way to replace it so um, but there's some there's some tips for getting through the oppressive meta. Uh, we're getting a little long, so I'm gonna run through the rest of this. But we got the we'll cover the KC Cup series next week. Uh, I'm have uh, I'm have Nate and uh, Dilly on for that on the same night. Uh, Lord Marshall standings. Let's do yeah, Lord I didn't Marshall write them in there, dude. My bad. Again, what's that? that? I didn't I didn't write them in there. You can pull that. Oh, up. That's fine. I can just pull up the website real quick. Uh, Calvin said one page rules. I say, sure, go for it. I just, the problem I have with one page rules is they're basically trying to, they, they the rules aren't free. You're basically buying more rules to play a game you may or may not like, may, may or may not run in the same issues. So, I bet you squats are disgusting. I'm just going to go ahead and I call this so. out. I hope so. I've been telling everybody that if they ever did squats, I'm going 
full extra chromosome on that one, man. I just, I just have a feeling they have some stupid gun that can be repeated on every single dude. Yeah. Who's like in like the uh, what was it the uh, anniversary marine that had the disintegrator like gun? You guys remember that? <laughs> yeah, instant yeah, then, death rapid fire uh, gun. Then they made him legal to play, and then they're yeah, like a month like, later, they're like never mind, his, our bad. Yeah. Like, what do you like thirty points? Squad. Yeah. He was like thirty points. Yeah, yeah. At the time, you could free replace him with a dude. You could just swap him. That was yeah. how. That's how he worked at the time. Yeah, and then he used to be an individual model and used to shoot people dead. It's uh, yeah, dumb. I mean, I want him back, and he's a black templar. Team Team rank, still still a fucking marine. He was. He was a bakey too. Uh, Number five is uh, observance of hermits. Uh, Number four is frozen north gaming. Uh, They have not hit their big GTs for that team yet, so. When when Bing gets out, ripping shit up, he'll probably go up. Number three is the Warhawks. Number two is the Flying Monkeys. And number one is the Outlanders. So Salmon. We'll see if the Outlanders can hold that with Salmon's in uh, in retire temporary retirement. So um, is he taking t- a break? He's he's saying that. So uh, he's bellowing across the wastelands of Kiev. <laughs> yeah, with with uh, made. <laughs> well, the day of sleep drops, he'll probably be back. So. <laughs> he was telling me his next event show me showdown, so he hopes it's fixed by then. So, um, individual standings number 10 is uh, Mycroft Holmes, number nine is a uh, Kyle uh, Imperium Suit McCord, number eight, Tim Royers, number seven, Kyle Thompson, number six, myself, uh, number five, Jeff Hauser. Or Husser. Uh, number four, John and Delicate. Number three, Chris Campbell. Number two, Cam Hawkins. And uh, speaking of uh, Mr. Total War himself, Dan Sampins is number one. So, Boo. so that's the standings. They should shake up a little bit. Uh, there's The GT season's really hitting its stride. So uh, the next few events upcoming for the Lord Marshall Series... I do know in May there's one not on the calendar for a Hero Complex GT here in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, April, the rest of April, this weekend. There's RTTs like everywhere. So go to Lord Marshall's site and look at those. Uh, I don't see the other GTs. Oh, Battlesh- Battleshot GT in Lovely, Colorado. That's probably the Denver Mountain Trolls. Uh, Spring Up is the 30th of April to the 1st of May. That will be Ben's tournament. What are you guys doing for spring up this year? Five rounds. Mr. Stampede. Knocking data. Uh, I am letting the NID codex come through, and the data slate will be live for it. Um, Undetermined on Crusher Stampede slash Leviathan. I want to see what they say when it comes out. Uh, If they say this is legal, if they say nothing, or if they say say this is good luck. Yeah, I know what they're. I I can hope, okay? I can hope, but I do. I do know that uh, with some of the crusher strats, with the new data slates, that they are a little intense. But could be wrong. Usually not, but could be wrong. Is the five for the four to GT? Do you know Scott? Saint Robert, Missouri. Which one? What time? Uh, May seventh. I figured that was up in Cousin Fucker Land, but no, that's uh, five to four. That's that's their local shop. I'm not 
I've never actually been to that place, but I know they always have a good turnout of players. So, so Midwest Conquest GT is that month, and then also Hero Complex GT should be on the calendar the next day or two. I've talked to uh, talked to Jason Horn about it, so we should be getting that fixed. So, get out, get some games in. Uh, hopefully, the data slate drops in the next day or two, and uh, we all get a little bit of a uh, bit of relief, and then enjoy our Tiernet Overlords for a month or two. So they're good. They are good. You can melt your brain with mortals. Yeah. And then, Scott, yes. uh, you want to shout out a Horner's event going on? Yeah. Uh, June 4th and 5th in Memphis, Tennessee, a uh, 50 player tournament. They're bringing like uh, barbecue in, but it's at War Games War Room in Memphis, Tennessee, June 4th and 5th. There's like it cash out. prizes, all that stuff, right? Yeah. I think it's like a, I think you said like a $500 cash prize. So that's pretty good. Go and he's got a good, he's got a great store. So, yeah, very cool. And uh, Dilly, you got anything going on? Uh, shall we showdown July eighth, ninth, and tenth? I think is what it is now, right? Because we had a Friday on there. Yeah, eighth, ninth, and tenth. Eighth is going to be a Marvel Crisis Protocol, uh, and then ninth and tenth is going to be the GT, the forty K GT. Uh, tickets are available for both. Yeah. Uh, ben, uh, we kind of shout out Spring Up, but you got where do you go to get tickets for Spring Up? Uh, you can go to renegadewargaming.com and it'll pop up as the uh, the first portion because we tend to do it that way. And um, it's, it, Dan's not here, but you know, who won show me last time? I'm not, I'm not sure on the matter. Who, who, who? Salmons, who that's right, who? Who? that's right, that's right, that's right, Salmon. Tell me I'm a shill. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, uh, Fly Monkey Con this September, uh, www.flymonkeycon.com. Uh, tickets available, swag coming in. Uh, we also, if you're a vendor and you want to set up a space, we got some vendor space available this year. Uh, we already got like five or six vendors, which kind of surprises me. So, um, if, you, if you're looking for a spot, holler at us. We'll try and get you worked in. Uh, get in touch with myself, get in touch with Matt Neely. And we'll be back next week about the same time. We appreciate everybody came in and watched live. Um, if you want some of the best uh, helping you with your Warhammer game out there, uh, go see Ben over at Advanced Warfare. Um, I bugged the piss out of him, and he helps me with lists and, and advice regularly, and has definitely helped my 40K game. And uh, that's it, I think, guys. We good? We good. All right. Yeah. Guys, remember... What was that, Scott? No, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Remember, no. before gaming was easy, it'd be your mom. And one of these days, Dilly will change that background picture. See, never know. Fingers, way. belly button. Like the dark void. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is pretty deep. You can eat a whole whole cereal on that bad boy. All right, guys, this is the first part of the double feature. Stick around for the second part where we talk to Pete from Motor City. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy uh, both halves. Here you go. Ooh. Flying Monkeys Wargaming Podcast, where if Wargaming was easy, it'd be your mom. Bam here today uh, with uh, Pete from Motor City. What's up, Pete? What's up, Bam? How are you? Not too, not too bad. Not too bad. Just, uh, just a man in his will to survive. Uh, for those who don't know who Pete is, I'm gonna let uh, let Pete give you a little bit of an intro. Uh, tell us a little bit about you, Pete. Uh, 
My name is Pete. Uh, I am one of the co-owners of Death or Glory Gaming up here in Michigan and one of the TOs of Motor City Mayhem. Um, we had our first year last year um, up here near Detroit and uh, uh, had 109 players our first year. And right now, about, about four weeks out, just over, we're at 152 for our main event, and we actually added Age of Sigmar, which has got one ticket left, and then uh, added Bolt Action and a bunch of other stuff. So overall, I think we're probably in the neighborhood of double to triple the numbers of actual players coming over last year. That's awesome. So you're doing doing something right if all them people are coming back. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, I think it's like community outreach advertisement on facebook groups and just um that all kind of gets um that kind of gets the hype train rolling as far as uh advertising our terrain and venue and art of wars coming out and doing coaching classes so nanavati chester and i think jack harpster will be there if i'm not mistaken okay sounds so. dope so how did uh, how did you get into TOing? What 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 took you down this path? How'd you get there? Uh, this is probably about four years ago now. Um, but my friends actually got me into 40k. I couldn't I could never afford an army, so um, I got in right at the end of seventh edition, and I actually started playing competitively in eighth, beginning of eighth, and. Uh, I kind of knew the lore a little bit, but my friends essentially were like, you know, like guided me and like to what faction I wanted to play. And eventually we got such a large group and up there like on Friday nights or whatever that um, we decided we kind of wanted to do like a tournament for 40K. So I, I volunteered to run, run those events um, for my friends. And uh, that's kind of how it started, honestly, just volunteering to run an rtt and uh i think our first rtt actually had 32 players in it my very first one so it's kind of odd that's nuts man that's good so do, doing something right making people happy uh so what uh i'm gonna ask some questions about 40k so what's uh what is your favorite army it's gotta be iron hands i've got uh probably i'm looking at my case probably about twenty thousand points of Commission painted Iron Hands. <laughs> painted. Uh, you lost some cool points there, but okay. I dude, I can't paint. I, 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 and this is this is a fact. I have never painted a single model in my entire career. Never. That's nuts, man. Yep. Um, I, I just I don't have the time. I don't have the time to learn the skill, and I would probably have quit because I would have been disgusted with the models that I put on the table. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's okay. I, I'm giving you a hard time. I know some people that like that's like they're all about the game. You know, they just want to play the game. They don't want to paint. They don't want to do any of that stuff. And and I know some dudes out there hungry for that that those sweet commission dollars. So it's a uh, it's it's creating an economy that makes everybody happy. So I'm, yeah. I'm about it. Even even though I, I still reserve the right to give people hard times about it. I don't know. I kind of like if if my stuff's if my stuff is well painted, it it like increases my immersion and my enjoyment. And I know that I can I could never achieve what some of the commission guys have achieved. So 
it increase so it's like an investment in my enjoyment in the game where i don't have time to do any of that like order skill i just don't right well i like the painting i like the hobby side but i'm an artist and uh what i've what i've what's funny is like the last few years have been pretty busy and uh, in the last few years i've actually had some stuff commission painted <laughs> the the only thing i'm really hanging on and not getting commission painted is uh is my space wolves and uh if i if i get space wolves i need to be painting those myself unless someone does as a gift or you know someone someone gives me some models that i've had a couple of buddies paint some stuff for me that they just they've just liked because they knew i didn't have it so i i add that to the collection but the rest of the stuff i do myself i'll be honest i'll probably get into squats and paint those myself oh, bro i'm i'm all over that and yes, uh, i'm gonna probably i'm gonna go full extra chromosome on that one and uh I don't, I don't get canceled now. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, uh, I think I used a, a, a good way of saying that. So, all right. So if you could, uh, let's do, I'm going to do two more questions and then we'll get into your tournament. So the next one, if there's, if there's any, anything in 40 K that you could change right now, what would you change? Uh, am I allowed to swear? Did I swear? Absolutely. Dude, we fucking cuss all the time on this thing. Fucking digital updates. Drop the books. Fucking digital updates a hundred million thousand percent like that is that is my biggest pet peeve so many other systems do it and they do it for free but i think gw doesn't want to lose the sweet sweet printing money i like reading the lore and stuff like that but i i think it needs to evolve past what it's been for the past 30 years and kind of get into the to to the digital age. Like they're basically the grandpas of of rules releases. Um, they just they need to understand that yeah, they're a model and a, like a hobby um, a, a hobby uh, business. But you have a massive massive community scene that has exploded in the past. We'll call it three to four years, right? Like it's huge. They need to they need to go to digital. They have to. Yeah. And I'm, uh, so the, you know, you know, I own a game store and, uh, the game store owner in me, uh, enjoys selling those books, especially in the age of 3d printers, because some guys that 3d print stuff and buy secondhand and, and do the bargain basement Warhammer. Like I never see them unless they're buying books. So like the, the store owner in me, uh, enjoys the, the hard copy books, but the, the player in me, uh, definitely appreciates, you know, a digital update, you know, uh, you know, uh, just push it out to the app, dude. Let us, let's just get it that way and we'll, we'll go about our business. So it's, you know, I, so I'm, I'm kind of up to two schools there and, but I, I, I'm leaning towards the, if it makes the game better, let's just do this digital and get it over with. So. Yeah. I, I really just, that's If I had one complaint, that'd be it. That's it. <laughs> okay so what uh let's 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 so that was negative let's do positive what is your favorite thing about warhammer 40k it's got to be the social aspects like i'm an introvert um and i i used to play, like play Dungeons and dragons i used to play magic and stuff like that but it's got to be the you know you can go out you can go out with one or two buddies or by yourself or whatever meet new people 
you know, make friends, socialize, drink, whatever you want to go out with them afterward. And, you know, like 98, 99% of the people are really cool. Um, they're extremely welcoming. Um, nowadays, it's like the age of uh, play by intent and not gotchas and have a good time. So I think that is my favorite part um, by far, honestly. Well, good. So now, uh, I guess now everybody's gotten no peed a little bit, and uh, you know, see that uh, see that he's an okay guy. I guess why <laughs> why should people go to uh, man? I've got I got to watch what I'm actually saying in public too. So, but well, so I, I'd hope they didn't in eight minutes. They haven't made a decision on my personality. Yeah, like this guy's a serial killer. <laughs> I'm staying home. So. <laughs> Uh, but Welcome Pete, to Unsol- Pete, unsolved mysteries. Yeah, Pete, uh, Pete, strong arm me into going to this tournament this year. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk you guys into it too because I'm really looking forward to it. So what's, uh, why should people go to Motor City, man? Tell me, tell me about it. Tell me what's, uh, what's good. Uh, what, what people think. What feedback you gotten from previous years, and, uh, and why should, why should people go? Here's your chance to give them the. Ah, uh, uh, we we have a pretty darn good venue. It's got an attached hotel. Um, we were able to negotiate lower. Um, lower hotel rooms. I think it's like a hundred or hundred and ten bucks a night. Free breakfast this year, and uh, there they couldn't have been last year because of COVID and stuff like that. So your breakfast is included. Um, walk right down from your room into the hall. Um, there is an attached mm-hmm. barbecue restaurant. Um, right, like attached to everything, and um, there is like. It's a ballroom. There are a bunch of ballrooms. So there's like an actual physical bar in the venue. So um, you can go up to an actual bar, not like one of those roller ones. It's a full bar and uh, order a drink. Or uh, we this year, we actually have table service. So um, there's going to be waiters or waitresses walking around to the tables taking orders. So you don't just sit and play your game, get a drink, have some fun. Um and uh, I guess the other reason would be uh, kind of like our selling point is our terrain. I mean, we've invested another significant amount of money into terrain this year. We've imported custom-made terrain from uh, Poland and Spain um, and, and Wisconsin. I guess it's not, not really a huge import, but uh, the guy who made half our terrain last year made it again. We've... Uh, the new terrain's all GW compliant, and we've pivoted and edited all our old terrain for the most part to GW. Uh, we sp- I think we spent something stupid like thirteen hundred dollars in plexiglass this year, which was kind of outrageous. But um, <laughs> I don't know if you listened to last week's podcast, but I wound up on a on an updating your terrain if you're a tournament rant, and uh, it's good to hear this. It makes my soul feel good. Well, I I don't I don't think. I don't think that I could do this like every couple of years, like they would just eat away at my, uh, my TO soul trying to update and the stuff that we had during prior to the, the new terrain rules, I guess, um, is like not viable anymore. So we had to cut it down, edit it, get rid of it. We're probably going to sell some of our, uh, terrain that we can't use anymore or transfer it over to age of Sigmar or, you know, something else. So, um, kind of a dead loss there. 
Yeah, no, I absolutely get it. So, um, the good thing is, uh, you're getting a we're getting a data slate next week, which should balance the game a little bit more. Have you uh, have you seen any of that? Uh, you think affect your sickest cells? Have you heard people complain about the meta, or most people just just going at it and just going to do the thing? Uh, I think that there's. I think the problem right now is there's a ton of top end armies, like 65% or 60% and above. And then there's a ton of like, just there's no, I don't think there's really like an average right now, to be honest. Cause like space Marines are something stupid at like 42% or 40%. I think the most average now, which is kind of insane to think about it might be Admech and sisters. I mean, a year ago, those things were, those were monster armies. So I don't know, like Harlequins, Custodes, and Tau, especially especially Harlequins. I think those are worse than pre-nerf Iron Hands at, for actual percentages now. Yeah, and uh, we we have not even seen that Tyranid book yet, so it's we'll see what happens. So I'm I'm looking forward. I don't know what I'm gonna play yet. I hadn't even started. Uh, I was gonna wait for the data slate balance thing to drop, and and then I'll start tooling around with the list and see which direction I'm gonna go, but. I, uh, I am looking forward to it. I think it'll be a good time. Yeah, you get about three weeks before the lists have to be in, and uh, we cut the rules off two weeks beforehand. So, or no, it's it's the cool rules cut off is three weeks, and then you have a week to pivot if you need to, and the lists are due uh, two weeks before. So, just in case the uh, rules drop and you need to completely pivot and paint, and you've got about a week to decide what you want to do. Yeah. So if uh, if guys want to buy tickets and get out to Motor City, where do they need to go? Uh, we've got a website. Uh, it's deathorglorygaming.com. And then uh, Motor City uh, Mayhem tab is up at the top, or this should be the first thing you see actually on the main page now. <clears throat> but we've got our uh, main event. We've got 40-player AOS tournament. Um, I think we're up to... 28 teams for the two versus two the sunday tournament and we're up to right around i think 25 for the sunday rtt um kill team we have we're hosting kill team but it's not looking too great for them i think there's only six players so we'll run it if we get like 12 ish but it's not looking great and then um bolt action is the newest addition um and we're hopefully going to be sponsored by world games i've been talking to them and local guys uh, so that might actually be like the, n- the newest, best addition for game systems for us. Okay. Well, have you ever looked at a uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol at all? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Infinity, uh, Marvel Crisis, um, like just all those, like Star Wars. All I looked at all of them, and the bolt action just kind of fell into my lap. Um, it kind of. Uh, my my uh, grandfather, uh, World War II vet, died at ninety eight last year. So um, we, I got actually got contacted by the Bolt Action guys, um, and it just kind of felt right. Um, we're doing a charity too for Wounded Warrior Project. Um, we've got a raffle army of Tau Tau Patrol being painted by Impending Duff, uh, it's a local commission painter. So he's donating that, and then we've got. Um, just random stuff for a uh, raffle for a local animal shelter. So we're doing two charities this year instead of one. Okay. 
Well, good, man. That sounds super dope. So uh, also, yeah, did you fill your room block out or is it still available? It's still available. Um, and uh, I was able to negotiate. It was just like Friday, actually, that I negotiated an extension, but lowered the reserve um, because they honestly, the rooms weren't selling out as, as fast as we wanted. Um, it helps us out. You know, this is no secret for TOs. It helps us out if people book at the book at the hotel because it helps for negotiations next year, you know, whether it be cheaper venue prices, which pushes more money into the prize pool or cheaper rooms because you've got the volume. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you're, it doesn't matter if it's me or anyone else, if you're thinking about staying somewhere, obviously your money is your money, but if you can afford yeah. it, it's uh, kind of like an ancillary tournament support Dude. mechanism. It amazes me. We get a room block for monkey every year at the jury mm -hmm. and you get free breakfast and free dinner and then free happy hour drinks. And like people will still like try and stay someplace a mile away for an extra 10 bucks, you know? And it's like when you factor in the food and the drinks and like yeah. being able to just come down the elevator and walk into the venue, like, you, you know, is it really worth the extra 10 bucks a night you saved on your room going a mile away? You know, it just, and then, you know, if we fill the room block, we continue to get easier contracts every year. So that's kind of, um, to, to further your point of, you know, if you go into a tournament and they have a venue and they got a room block, you know, the, one of the best ways you can support that tournament is to actually stay at the venue. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I know it's, like I said, I don't want to like peer pressure people into, into doing anything, but I mean, it really, it really, I don't know about you, but we work hard on negotiating and balancing what we can afford and what, you know, we think the, you know, the players should, should be able to pay for a room. Like we negotiate, we took a hit and negotiated a, a lower room rate. Right. So for the players, cause we thought, you know, we need to help them out. We could have, you know, TOs could have just, any TO can just like say, okay, you know, like whatever, just, you know, let the, the players room price doesn't matter. We want the best um, venue deal. Right. And that's that. But I think there's, I think any TO worth their salt kind of balances all those factors, like the free breakfast, you know, it, there's a ton of stuff on the table, right? Like, you know, the amount of, you know, uh, cash bar, right? Like we, I don't know about you, but we had to basically pay for those servers to be on staff for the players out of our pocket. And yep. we have to pay for security too. Yeah. <laughs> same thing. So, I mean, like all that, all that stuff kind of like goes into TOing and it's kind of like, you know, I'm kind of getting to the weeds here. Um, but all that stuff is something that TOs have to consider. Players might not think about it or they, you know, they just, you know, whatever. I'm, it's my money. I'm going to save as much money as I can because I'm going out to your event anyway. But I mean, all, all those things we just mentioned just really help everyone out in the long run. Yeah. Uh, well, you got anything else you want to add, man? We'd probably beat this one to death. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, whether it's your first tournament or you know if uh if you've uh if you're thinking about adding another major or maybe super major i don't know i don't think we'll get super major this year but um into your into your docket for 40k events um i i a bit of a humble brag but i can't think of any year two event that's gotten major status at 152 uh and so in, in the second year so i mean Come on down. We, I'm not going to guarantee a, a great time, but it's high, high, high likelihood that 
you'll have a great time over here near uh, Detroit. Yep. And uh, I'm going to be going this year. So this is going to be my first year at the event. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, if you guys get there, look me up, find me. I'll, uh, I'll holler at you. I'll share a cigar or something, too. So Or heckle, maybe. I don't know. Heckle. Yeah, that's good, too. <laughs> I like uh, I like talking shit. So. <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, Pete, uh, Pete uh, I got a pretty good laugh out of my, my new wife. Because uh, we had a, for our wedding, we had a registry and like you could donate to us fixing up our old house. <laughs> and uh, Pete donated to the old house fund and said something about, you know, so you could fix up the trap house. And, <laughs> and uh, I had to explain what a trap house was. Oh, Lord, so, bless her heart. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was, uh, I was like, yeah, it's one of, definitely one of my people. So I, I appreciate it. But. All right, Pete. Well, thanks for coming on today, man. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, some people get out there and, and have some yeah. fun at, at the tournament. And I look forward to being there as well. Man, I'm I'm looking really looking forward to this year. I mean, there's going to be a ton of really cool people coming back out and another a bunch of new faces. So I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be really happy. Just I'm happy right now, but I'm going to be really happy when I finally get to see everyone. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for coming on today, Pete. No problem. Thank you, sir. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs> <laughs>